Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, March 6, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, there's a lot of stuff going on, so we're going to take a look around the horn. We're going to look at the longer-term charts. We're going to look at the shorter-term charts. We're going to look specifically at what happened over the last couple of days, today in particular, and then we're going to project a little bit going forward. First, what's jumping off the daily chart? Well, there's a number of things jumping off the daily chart. In fact, it's not only jumping off the daily, but also the weekly chart, so it's a good place to start. We've got our famous downsloping trend line. It basically connects the high over here from the 7th of January 2022, that's the week ending January 7th, there's a weekly chart, and connecting this high here with the week ending April 1st, 2022. All the way down, this trend line has been resistance, and we said if they break above, it becomes a bullish thing. Above the trend line, she's bullish. Below the trend line, she's not. Now you fast forward to the last couple of weeks, and what happened? She ran a test of the trend line after breaking out within pennies is subjective on where the trend line actually comes in, whether it's 10 cents above or 10 cents below the line and the low. So as you'll notice, the low last week was 392.33. From the weekly chart perspective, it sure looks like they hit the line. From a daily chart perspective, they may or may not have hit the line. It doesn't matter. Here's the net net. The net is above the line, she's bullish, below the line, she's not. So while she's above the line, we're going to say she's remaining in a bullish scenario until below. Now, you fast forward to what happened today. She ran up into the 20-period moving average after having a nice follow-through rally day on Friday. So here's the 20-period moving average. She spiked it, came up short of a gap that's just above the high of day, pulled back and closed maybe slightly below the 20-period moving average. 20-period moving average comes in at 404.78 today, closing price 404.47. She spiked the 20, pulled back, put in a tail candle and a, what I like to call, and this is right out of the course, lazy e-mini trader, a pseudo-doji candle. Now, the question that will come up is, is this a reversal? Is it a gap and crap, an intraday reversal? You go to a 15-minute chart, for example, and we had a gap and a run higher and a crap out. So technically speaking, it was a gap and crap. When you look at the hourly chart, what did she do? She ran up to fill a gap up here, missed the one up here. That's not a big deal. And then pulled back to take care of the gap left open from Friday. That's not a big deal. It's not conviction on the bear or the bull side. We go to or revert to the bigger picture above the trend line. She's bullish. Can she pull back some more from today's high? Absolutely. We'll talk about where those places are leading into what's namely Turnaround Tuesday. You might want to get out a sticky note because 401.35 is one of those numbers that could catch the market on the way down. It is bona fide, important, magnetic, and support. Why is that, by the way? Well, when you look at this hourly chart, you can see here the market 
ran up to this spot, was rejected. Ran up to this spot again, was rejected. Ran up to this spot, was rejected. They broke out of that spot, and if they come back to retest that same general area, it will be what? It will be garden variety of chart support because it is the most recent breakout area. Put that on a sticky note. What if you wake up on Tuesday and she's pushing higher? Well, so be it above the 20 period moving average on the daily chart and she's in bull mode. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until your stuff gets thrown out the window. What do we have on the docket this week? Interesting stuff. We have Jerry's testimony. What's that? Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, will be testifying in front of Congress. I think it's one day in front of the House, the second day in front of the Senate, or vice versa. And this testimony can certainly produce some volatility in the market. Could be in either direction, but it can produce movement. Later in the week, I believe we have the phony jobs number. That's also a fan favorite. That's several days away. We're not going to worry about that now. Just the layout of what this week holds. Another housekeeping item. Tuesday's video will likely come out a touch late, maybe more than a touch late. A few hours late. It'll be out in the evening time. Doesn't happen often, but once in a while, I have what's called a scheduling conflict. Just taking a look at the monthly chart real quick, and this is a long-term chart, so you can't get the daily moves from this chart. However, it's good to know where we are. So we had a low put in, and they moved up off the low. Now, what I see happening here is they're basically going sideways above our trend line, or at least as long as they stay above the trend line, and they could be angling for another move higher. This whole area here is, in fact, overhead resistance, but if they eat time off the clock, build some energy, they would be doing so to make another push higher. Is that on or off the table? There's no reason it can't be on the table as long as they're above the trend line. You look at the weekly chart, above the trend line, the trend is your friend. Above the convergence of the 50 and 20 week moving average, and the trend is your friend. What do we see on the 240 chart? Anything different? Anything confirming or not confirming the stuff we just talked about? And the answer is it's all the same stuff. This was about a 50% retrace. When you look at that, you say, here's the high, here's the low. They retraced around 50% of it today, a little bit more. They closed down here, ran into the 50 period moving average and backed off putting in a little bit of a tail candle, a couple of more, three more, four more candles of pullback is garden variety stuff. Same routine on the 120 chart, just another look, and same conversation, just more information, high to low. They bounce off the trend line and they retrace around 50%. Normal stuff. Let's take a look over at Inside the Numbers. What did we have this morning? After a bullish follow-through day on Friday, they're running sideways, eating time off the clock. That was in the pre-market, the futures, the Globex session. Remember the big picture, above the trend line, still in a bullish uptrend. Here's the way this one works today. The early pivot appears to be 403.70. That didn't end up to be the case. They never actually went down there during the regular session, but that's okay. We have refined numbers as the day starts to get underway. We have another number. 404.65 is magnetic, important, and overhead resistance. 
That was the next number above 403.70. We think better in pictures. This is a 15-minute chart where right of the vertical is today's activity, and you can see they were above that number, and as long as they're above that number, you'll see they go to the next number and so on, but look what happens later in the day. They come back to that number and find at least some temporary support. And what you'll also see in the notes is that thing they do all the time, which is spike the low and rip it back up in the other direction, faking out most traders. What's the fake out operation? Most traders will put their stop a tick or two below the former low. In this case, we're talking about this morning's low, 404.76. They spike it, they come back up, and first they come right to that number, which happened to be right below the low of day, so it supported the case of spike the low, rip it back up in the other direction. wasn't quite the rip-roaring rip, but they still took it back in the other direction for a scalp with potential, was basically a base hit, and then they proceeded to fill the gap left open from Friday. Stay tuned. Above 404.65 opens the door for another leg, which we'll talk about in a moment. The flip side we don't need, so we'll just pass it over for now, and we'll scroll up and see what happens as the day starts to get underway. Where's the trade set up this fine Monday morning? 8.40, this was posted. 404.65 is important, and therefore, if above, either on the open or pushing through, the door opens for the next leg higher. The target becomes a spike of 406 up to around 406.75, which is magnetic and overhead resistance. We think better in pictures, again with the 15-minute chart. 406.75, they spiked it. You'll see another number later. They ran sideways for a while and then dripped lower slash fell out of bed. Overhead resistance up there, 8.40 a.m. Let's see what else we have as the day gets underway. We have the gap left open for Friday. This is during the morning rush. We just want to note that, make sure everybody's aware. We have an overhead resistance zone. They were eating time off the clock. It was a very slow tape. Still overhead resistance. Still an opportunity for a reaction back in the other direction. You see here already at 9.48, despite the low thing, 404.76, and rip it back up in the other direction is a possibility if they're down there. Now, they did it later in the day, but still it's the concept that I'm bringing out to the forefront so that everybody inside the numbers is thinking about the proper stuff. And when you do that, and you have it in the back of your mind or the forefront in your mind, when you see something in real time, it clicks. See, 404.65 is important and has yet to be tested. They jumped it. They'll test it eventually. They did. Then they did the thing during the morning rush where they come close and they pull back. So they came close to 406 and they pulled back. They came within 15 cents. That takes that number off the table for me. You want to go higher at this point. This is what we talked about in the live room. This was posted inside the numbers. Now, here's where it starts to get a little bit Interesting because it's a slow tape. It's a Monday. The number 406.75 is important, and if reached in a hurry formation, there will likely be a reaction in the other direction. Scalp with potential. Short trade in a bullish grinding tape isn't for everybody. I have to bring that out to the forefront. You have to understand what type of tape you're trading against, what type of tape you're willing to put risk on. Do you like it? Are you comfortable in that scenario? This is an individual trader decision, that type of trade, understanding your risk against what type of tape it is. Now, here's the thing. Closing candles above 407.50 opens the door for the next number. Now, the resistance zone at 1019 
is 406.75 to 407.50. Could be a place for the morning high. Hashtag inside my head. Now we're on an hourly chart so you could see that zone. 407.50 is the top line. High of day, 407.45. That was the zone and she fell out of bed. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here. Once they turned over, you see the support prices come in, regardless of whether it was a good trade, bad trade for you as an individual trader. They found the morning high. They pulled back. They found it in the zone. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. 405.65 is now important on the turn back down, 1248 post. And guess what? If below opens the door for 404.12, give or take. They did the 404.12, low in the afternoon is 404.03, little bit of a bounce back at the end of the day. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. About stocks on the move, had four on the board today, F-R-O-S-B-N-Y-I-A-A and R-R-C, two hit their entry objectives, two did not, the ones that did not are off the table, and the others are on the table, F-R-O and I-A-A. First one was frontline. It was basically a dud. They hung around within a few pennies of that number, gave it another try in the afternoon, and that was the end of it. It was just a dud. IAA, also known as IAA, was a different situation. You can see here in the first candle of the day, the number on the board was 37.55. The number in the first candle of the day on the downside after getting its buzz cut at the open was in fact 37.55. We did have some traders in the live room filled at that number. We had other traders not filled at that number. It's potluck. They bounced off of it. They did the deal. They gave the minimum required base hit. And then some 38.38 was the spike high. They came back down into the number and bounced off of it again. The numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Now, we noticed this in the live room early this morning, thanks to one of our members bringing it to the forefront, the IWM was basically the tell today. It was leading to the downside from an intraday perspective, and it is my favorite market-leading indicator. The volume today on a comparative basis was better than the SPY volume. It was better than the average daily volume in the IWM, and you had a nice down candle. They've since been rejected after one day above that 20-period moving average. Now, As you compare the IWM to the Spiders or SPY, they're also slightly below on close today. It's 20-period moving average. So if they both get above the 20-period moving average on the daily chart, that's definitely going to be a bullish signal. If it was a test of the 20-period moving average and a rejection, that's something else. Time will tell. We need to take it one candle at a time, one day at a time, one analysis at a time. Here's what we're going to say about the IWM. We'll keep it simple. Stay above the low of this candle, 186.83, and she's in good shape for another push higher, having eating time off the clock above the convergence of these moving averages below. And if they start getting below and close the week, any week below that number, that's going to light up the cage for the moving averages and turn the tape into something different if they give up that Big time breakup candle low on the weekly chart. Definitely have a negative divergence today. We have 
the IWM down 1.4% against the spiders that were just above the flat line. So there's a divergence with my favorite market leading indicator is the IWM trying to tell us something. Do we have any other supporting documentation, such as the folks down at the transportation department? They also had a down day, a little less than 1%, but they're my second favorite market leading indicator and my A number one canary in the coal mine. Now, here's the way I'm going to read this one. So last week, they close above the high of this breakdown candle. 15,018 and change. Here's the first close above. Here's the second close above. And now they've closed back below. Does that mean the market's going to fall apart? No. We're going to take it like this. A number one, we're going to say they closed above. It could just be a pullback, but the hint is that they're going higher. However, until they get back above the high of this breakdown candle, we're going to say that it's a failed breakout situation. And as long as they stay below that and below the 20 period moving average, we're going to say they have a tendency to come down and we're going to call it a failure until they're back above. Failed breakout unless they're back above. Put that on a sticky note. That was the daily chart. Weekly chart, they're above all the moving averages, so the trend is your friend until proven otherwise. Certainly, as long as they're above the 100-week moving average, this is a bullish scenario. Difference between a weekly chart and a daily chart. This one counts on Friday close. The other one is the noise back and forth each and every day. What are the Q people telling us? Well, they stayed above their 20-period moving average today. Tried the spike filled the gap, pulled back, but stayed above the 20. That's a bullish signal on a poor close. So it was a gap in crap, but a poor close. As long as they stay above the 20 period moving average, you give them a mulligan on the poor close. Weekly chart, eating time off the clock above the 50 period moving average. Nothing wrong with this until they come back below and start testing some stuff down below. Always have the bigger picture in mind when doing the analysis down on the short term. We talked about this in the live room today. You always want to find the balance between what's happening from the bigger picture and then the fact that everything that happens intraday morphs from the smaller charts, the smaller time frames, onto the larger ones. You find the balance between what the market's actually doing on the weekly chart, for example, versus what's happening intraday. Financials finished basically flat on the day along with a lot of the other stuff, spiked into the 20 period moving average and pulled away from it. That's not a big deal in the scheme of things. They ran a test and they did not close above the 20. That doesn't mean the tape turns bearish. Weekly chart, they're still having a dickens of a time with the 100 period moving average, but we can look at it like this. They're eating time off the clock up in this zone. Whether it's above or below, they're eating time off the clock around the 100 period moving average, and they're doing this for an ensuing move in the upward direction until proven otherwise. That proof otherwise would be getting below this 20 period moving average, and also from a short-term basis below Friday's low. That's $35, and if they started getting below, it's kind of a psychological price that would open the door for another leg lower in the financials. This is a weekly chart. These are weekly numbers, weekly statistics, weekly candles. About Smash Mouth, tried to get above, slightly did get above on Friday, the 
20-period moving average, spiked it today, filled that gap over here, and pulled back below. Is that a catastrophic thing? Well, on the daily chart, you would say, well, it looks like some kind of a reversal. Light volume, not even the average volume on the day, so that doesn't count. Maybe it was just fill the gap and pull back. And so you look at the weekly chart and you say, well, yeah, just fill the gap and pull back. They're just eating time off the clock. Same deal, around the 100-week moving average after a move higher. That's bullish, not bearish. We could begin to discuss bearish stuff if they actually gave up this weekly breakup candle low, 232.19. They ran a test in the neighborhood, and now they're back around that 100-period moving average. That's our weekly bogey. Pretty good down day for Smash Mouth, almost 1%, which is a pretty good proxy for the tech space as a whole, but the Qs didn't crap. They're top-heavy weighted to the big guys. Amazon, Apple, Google, all that stuff. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I am David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.